today on the Tim Man Podcast Show. I haven't got a clue who it is. <laughs> I do really. It's Medea Solzan, motivational speaker, yeah. public speaker. Yeah. What else do you do? Uh, motivational speaker. I deliver workshops in schools. Yeah. Uh, in Bolton, actually. I come in Bolton um, through a company called Tales Inspire. So we uh, deliver a six-week program to the kids um, to regulate their emotions. We like, you know, they like basically showing them that all good, all emotions are good emotions. So, cause you wouldn't believe how many kids, um, when we ask them whether anger and sadness is a good emotion, you wouldn't believe how many kids say it's a bad emotion. Really? Yeah. So it's really for them to learn that like anger is okay to release anger. It's okay to be angry. It's okay to be sad. It's okay to feel those emotions. It's not... That's sad just hearing that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of kids who... How did you get into that in the first place doing that? Where, 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 where's your why come from? Where have you, yeah. where have you, where have you started out then? Right. So it's, I have a really long journey. Um, I wasn't really planning on working with the kids or anything like that. You know, I've had a quite adverse background. Um, and like after my spiritual awakening at the age of 27, I started to do, you know, self-healing, inner work, a lot of inner work. You know, I used to sit in my room every single day, ask myself like two questions. How are you feeling today? Are you okay? And that brought up so much trauma inside of me. What is the the, the spiritual awakening? What was that moment? What was that? Oh, that was, uh, it was, um, okay, so I was an atheist for most of my life because of my like hardships that I've been through. And, um, Do you talk about them hardships you've been oh, through? Oh, everywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What are, what are them? Right, so how long have you got? <laughs> God, it's like, just, it's we're a just going to go with you. Just... I'll try and get it in a nutshell. So basically, I was born in Pakistan. Yeah. And life in Pakistan was extremely difficult because obviously we didn't have enough money. And it was just me, my mom and dad. So my, my dad moved to the UK to create a better life for us. So it was just me and my mom, but she was always ill in Pakistan. Uh, she got hepatitis C, but because we didn't have enough money to pay for her treatment, um, she was struggling quite a lot. And then um, there was in school, like it was, I used, I was physically abused by one of the teachers in school. Um, she would every day get me in front of the class and she would ask me to read something. And if I made a mistake, she would punch me, she would slap me and send me out of the class. And that was around the age of five, six. Um, and then the, around the age of seven, I moved to the UK uh, with my mom uh, to be with my dad. And life in the UK was still difficult because I didn't speak any English, which meant I had no friends. And um, my mom and dad were still struggling in, you know, financially because my dad was working and my mom was ill. And we, uh, we stayed in a private rented place with one bed, one heater in the living room. And uh, my mom and dad gave me the bed while they slept on the floor. That was our life for two years. But um, in school for several months, I was terrified to go to school because I thought the teacher would be exactly the same here. So I would I would cry. And then one day, principal got me um, and me and my mom and dad in the in the office. And he said, like, you know, she cries too much in school. Um, what's going on there and if if it carries on because there's no underlying because I didn't know why I was crying really basically at that moment I'm I'm a seven-year-old trying to make sense of what will happen to me right I can understand it now I'm a 35 year old woman I can understand what happened to me now but seven year I don't know I'm crying I'm terrified of the teachers and um, they said well we're gonna have to put her in special needs school if she keeps crying because there's something obviously wrong with her mentally Um, but Little, little did they know that it was a it was a trauma that the teacher left on me. Anyway, they 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 were playing around with the idea for a while, and then eventually um, I stopped crying because the teachers. I realized the teachers were like you know they were more gentle here, so I kind of just felt a bit safe with them. So I stopped crying, and. Um, yeah, so I started settling in, became the captain of my uh, cricket team. I was the only girl in boys' cricket team. And then, um, and then like, fast, fast forward several years later, my dad was diagnosed with cancer. Um, and he passed away within a year because it was quite rapid. He came back, it was in his bladder first. They removed the bladder. 
then um, he came back in his bowels and it just spread really, really fast. And um, he died within a year. And then six months after, my mom fell extremely ill. Uh, she got uh, severe rheumatoid arthritis, hepatitis C, all of those, and she was in depression, bed bound. So I became her carer at the age of 14. So I've been caring for her for more than 20 years. Oh. She's still alive. And um, yes, but throughout that journey, because of the pressures on my shoulder, I started to suffer from extreme anxiety to a point I could not even leave the house. So I used to have community befrienders come take me out in my garden because I used to have panic attacks even going to my garden because I was afraid. I was afraid that the world is so cruel and so hard. A 14-year-old, I, I just did not want to be here. I was suicidal. And um, yeah, so they would come take me to the street, park, my our, our garden. And it was just back and forth for like more than 10 years. I was cooped up inside my house, like basically living in my own hell, like a cage. And um, fast forward around age of 27, that's what where spiritual awakening happened. Like I said before, I didn't believe in anything. I was an atheist because I used to think that if God was real, why would he make me suffer? You know, why would he make anyone else suffer, right? And all I've seen is suffering from the day that I was born. I was angry, angry child, a lot of anger in me, but a lot of, I was suppressing a lot of feelings because it was too painful. I didn't mourn the loss of my dad because I became like my mom's carer. So it was like responsibility at a young age. So I didn't mourn that. And um, so what I would do is I would suppress those feelings by just gaming or watching, uh, distracting myself in my room. So I would play from, play games from <laughs> like every morning, wake up until night, right? And that was my life and eat and obviously look after my mom at the same time. So that was just my, my hell basically. And not every time there was an emotion, I would just look for, oh, let's watch TV or let's do this. And um, so I like, there was a lot of junk inside of me for many years and uh, it's like now I look back and I think anxiety was basically just alarm bell ringing that there's something you need to look at there's something you need to feel there's something you need to look at really look at but I was ignoring it and it came to a point where my spiritual awakening happened 27 when um, I had uh, two out of body out of body experiences back to back and I'll tell you about the first experience. Basically, I was laying on my bed and I wasn't sleeping or awake, right? So I was just, I don't know. I was in, a, in, in between, basically, you know, the sleep and the, um, when I was awake. I think you call it yoga nidra, that, 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 yeah. that in between. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, know, that, I know exactly what you yeah, mean. Yeah, yeah. So um, what happened, I started to feel a vibration um, on, on my legs and then it started moving up and it was just like, a, it wasn't like, shaking it was like like buzzing kind of vibration and then all of a sudden I just felt like something lifted out out of my body and I just ended up in this place where everything was just completely white right like there was like the, the light was so bright that it didn't even hurt my eyes right and um and while I was there I I felt like I was home and this is where I belong this is where I'm like this is like where my, my, my soul is originally from. I, I just kind of understood everything. It's like you have the formula to the universe when you're in that state because you know everything. And um, there was like beams of light standing there without any um, physical appearance. So from my understanding, like what energies. I'm saying, yeah, they were like souls standing yeah. there. And I went up to one light, he turned around and turned into the face of my dad and he smiled and he said, everything is okay, don't worry. <laughs> Soon as he said that, I came back and I remember from my right leg to top of my head, my body was vibrating and then all of my body was vibrating and I was, I freaked out to be honest because I've no knowledge of this. I thought, well, I've got some of the mental health condition now. I don't know what's going on. And um, yeah, so that's when like for a week, I didn't tell anyone because I thought people would think that I've gone mad, right? 
and I just kept it to myself. I was, but at the same time, I was freaking out. But at the same time, I was in a, such a blissful state. It was like, it, it's really hard to explain. It was just such, such high. And then, and then I would come back and my ego would take over and it would, it would say, what the hell, what the hell was that? What the hell was that? I was freaking out. I was anxious, having panicky. And then I would get into that blissful state. It's like, it was on and off, on and off, on and off. And then a week later, same thing happened. I ended up in this place. You're not meditating, you're not doing anything. These no, things are even, just- I didn't even know what meditation was. I've heard, heard about it, but I was like, never even come across it at all whatsoever. And, um, and then same thing is about this time, it was just this bubble of energy just wrapped around me. And I just felt so much love, like love that I've never experienced in my entire life, not even from my parents. And it was, that was quite brief. And I come, I remember um, opening my eyes. This was the middle of the night, probably two, three o'clock in the morning. I can't remember, but it was middle of the night. I remember opening my eyes and I felt the vibration again. And um, I heard the loudest, just like just before then, I was just mumbling in my sleep because first time I actually thought there was something bigger than myself. That is something, maybe God, maybe there's something there that is bigger because that love was just, it was just so empowering in a way, very positive love, right? And and I just mumbled in my sleep and I just like, oh, thank you God for everything. Thank you God for everything. I just randomly started saying that and heard the loudest voice in my right ear that said, stay positive and keep going. It was freaky loud, really, really loud. That moment changed everything. I cried. And then that was, that was it. That was like something clicked where I went from a person who couldn't leave the house without having panic attacks to doing everything, socializing, helicopter rides and like studying. And then, and then that led me to do quite a lot of inner work. Um, because I would say that like, you know, okay, yeah, you do all these amazing things on the outside. You were living cooped up inside your house, but the important work that I was doing was I was releasing those emotions. I was purging them out of my body. And um, the way I was doing it, I was doing it on my own. It was like I was guided. I didn't even know what I was doing. It's like, okay, I need to sit down. I couldn't even game anymore. I couldn't even eat meat anymore. I couldn't even, my phone was in my, in my uh, it was away most of the time. I lost connection with, well, the world. I've already lost connection with the world, but I was living with my mom. But I was sitting in my room every day. Like I said, I was asking myself two questions and they were, how are you feeling? Are you really okay? Are you really okay? And that was like bringing up so much trauma from the last like 16 years of my life. Everything about my dad was coming up, everything I didn't grieve, everything, my childhood, the, the, the life that I lost and becoming a carer and all of those purges. There was a point, right? It became that normal for me to release those emotions. It became that normal to a point where I used to be rolling on the floor with the pain of the trauma and then I would get up. It's like, okay, time to get up and play badminton. That's how easy it became to release emotions. And it became like a, it was like everything I was purging out, I felt lighter, even more lighter. And I started to feel good. I felt more, more peaceful. And then I sat one day and I, and I, I kept asking myself those questions and nothing was coming up. I was like, oh, maybe there's more layer to my dad. Maybe there's something more there that needs releasing and nothing was coming up. I was feeling just really light, really peaceful, really happy. Like first time in my life, I felt this happy. And in that moment, I realized, you know what? I might have just healed all that trauma. I might have, and I did. I did. And then since then, I've been carrying this journey. I was like, okay, universe, I start, at this point, I'm looking into the universe. I'm looking into law of attraction. I'm, you know, like I'm, I'm reading, starting to read and watch videos at this point to make sense of what's happening. And then um, I was like, okay, universe, I've done all this work. I'm doing all this work. How do I turn my negative life experiences into something positive that would help people? How do I do it? And I had a thought and I let it go. A couple of weeks later, 
we were at this uh, at friends meeting house in Manchester. We were at a law of attraction meeting, and um, at the end of the meeting, we were outside the outside the building. And my friend, who's who's an actress, she goes, "Well, I want to do public speaking um, because I get stage fright." And I was like, "What is public speaking?" I thought it's like business conference kind of thing. She goes, "No, you can go on stage and share your story or deliver workshops." I was like, "Oh, is that even possible?" She goes, "Yeah." I was like, "Okay." While we were talking about it. These two guys popped out the building talking about public speaking. And guess what? They teach public speaking. And I was like, okay, well, maybe this is fine. I'll take it. It was her idea. She didn't go for it. I went for it. I was like, yeah, let's do it. Ended up like researching about public speaking and, and like, you know, learning about it, studying about it. And, and then I ended up on stage in front of 100 people sharing my story. And then... Like three months later, I ended up on stage again in front of 150 people sharing what I did, like the inner healing and everything. And then uh, that kind of just led me, someone just nominated me for Best Female Inspirational Person of the Year Award. Like six months later, I, I, I won that. And then I was just, just like, and then I had like radios coming at me. I was like interviewed on TV. I was, it was just crazy. And then a year later, I got nominated again, I won again. And then, yeah, and then that's, that's been my journey. Really, that is my journey. So you asked how I got into schools? <laughs> well, so one of the, um, the company I call, uh, work with is Tales Inspire. So they share people's stories. And um, I think I've heard of him too. Yeah, Krish Patel, yeah, he's, yeah, he's an amazing guy. Yeah. And um, he shared my, he was in the audience uh, when I was giving my second live talk. And um, he he contacted me. Look, look, your story is amazing. Can I get you on my on our blog? And I was like, yeah, okay. And since then, he's just been I've just been an ambassador, you know, working with them and um, sharing my story. I ended up on that in the in in the book. Um, you know, twenty three. I think out of all the stories, I was one of the story in twenty three. Um, yeah, book and um, and then he's he's like, okay, well, we starting to go in schools now. Do you want to think about creating some workshops? Do you want to uh, work with kids? And at that point, I was like, oh, my God, I've never worked with kids. What do I do? Um, and he's like, When, when he said that to you, yeah. how did you feel? Uh, because are like, you feeling you're going back to... To my... That's, that's, that's the thing. Yeah. This is like this is where, where it got a bit tricky because every time I was around kids, I felt, I felt anxious. I felt I started to feel anxious around kids when he was he was there. We were, we went in. We were um, you know interviewing kids, uh, refugee kids, like you know. So I was really anxious, and and I was like, okay, I need to look into. So I went. My friend is a internal family system therapist. Yeah. So I I've been doing that therapy. It's absolutely amazing therapy. Olivia. And yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Not oh. well, Natasha. So oh, okay. her friend. Yeah, yeah. So um. Yeah. So I've been going into the 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 sessions like okay I'm struggling in schools right now what's going on um so we've been looking into our parts and what what tell me about the parts so yeah what, it was, what's come up for it's you? I think it's more of a sense the the parts were just afraid because I was bullied throughout my school um, school life yeah. and also uh, obviously the teacher but um, year seven um, the memory was coming up in year seven because I was bullied throughout year seven in school. And I just did not trust kids for some for some reason. I I felt I didn't feel safe around kids, so we were just working with those parts. What was going on? And even the parts where when I was younger, you know, my um my my mom like seeing that even like it's it's crazy how this works because um one of the parts was like That's internal family systems, isn't it? Yeah. Where they're saying there's there's so many parts to a person that yeah. you've got to address each one. Yeah. So yeah. basically, it's like a, it's like you have you have exile parts, yeah. you have protectors, and you have a firefighters. Yeah. So your exile parts are basically like a deep trauma that you've experienced. So for example, let's say you have wound of abandonment, 
right so that is the exile part like mm. you know so you are like getting triggered left right and center yeah, in real that. life but yeah, that's that's, that's that. actually your exile mm. but your protectors come in trying to protect that but then your firefighters they would kind of just try and control the situation denial and that kind of thing so you you're not looking at that exile yeah. and then your firefighter would come in and that would just be basically like well you know you're feeling that triggered let's let's have a drink let's have a smoke yeah, yeah. let's have this let's have that let's distract like what i was doing all these years firefighters and protectors working so hard to protect those traumas that i experienced in my life um i think it's like it's such a brilliant brilliant therapy to go into it's like it processes it right yeah. there and then and then you kind of just like it for in my own example yeah i love that the asking the questions and yeah. why is that triggering me why am i feeling like how are you yeah. feeling today yeah. tim you know asking yeah. the same how are you feeling today and yeah, like yeah. doing all that i think it's yes. amazing yeah it's like it all all your parts need is feeling seen and heard yeah right you know yeah. and there's no bad part all parts are doing their job to yeah. get you functioning so that trauma is like it's hard to experience the pain is hard to experience so those protectors and firefighters would come in and just kind of just stop that right but they're actually doing their job but they don't realize that they don't have to do that job yeah. you know it's okay for us to process our trauma and that's what i teach in my workshops so i deliver the importance of inner healing workshops so, so how did you have you got over that now? Are you still working with that about you know the these, kids? Yeah, the anxiety. Yeah, no, no. Kids. Yeah, it's 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 it's. I'm in a much better place now. So we, I've been yeah. working with the kids, and we I absolutely love it. Like yeah. you know, we have such a laugh now. I'm most, I feel more. But you're coming from a place of understanding them, aren't you? Yeah, it's and just, also it, you're teaching them totally different yeah, to how everyone else does. Yeah, yeah, and it's also what it is. It's like um, I was um, um, there's uh, there's a woman called Teal Swan. I don't know if you've heard of her. She's no. she's amazing. She talks about emotions. So she was talking about working with the opposing parts of yourself before you go in in the world. So basically, like so many people are they have all this trauma they have all limiting beliefs but they run and like they don't look at it yeah. like they're working on a project they're working on it and they're not looking at their stuff but what will make you successful and push you forward beyond them is that you will sit there and you work through your trauma. Yeah. You are gonna work through your limiting beliefs, sit there while they're running, 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 but they will get heavier and heavier and heavier because they're not looking at it and they will feel defeated like slowly. And But you're looking at it, you clear all of that junk, right? And then you will move forward and you, go, you will go ahead. And every time there's an obstacle, you can clear it. You know how to clear it, you know? The way I explain it in my talks is, you have this trash can inside of you, right? And each, uh, each trauma is a rotten tomato. So every time something happens, whether you're going through a heartbreak or loss of a loved one, that rotten tomato goes inside of you. So what we do is we like, they, it keeps coming in, keeps coming in, even, even if it's small trauma, like keeps coming in to a point it fills you up, it changes your personality, if you're, you're angry out in the world, you're, you're not living your authentic life. And it's like, it stinks, right? Like, what do you do with a trash can that's full of rotten tomatoes? It's, it's like, it stinks. What do you do with the actual trash can? You clear it out, right? So that's what the emotions are. You have to clear them out of your system because body does keep the score, right? You have to clear them out in order for you to push upgrade to the next level. Yeah. But so many people, we don't realize that. We don't realize, we, we, we just like, well, this has happened. Let's just, uh, you know, nip it in the bud and just keep moving forward, just keep moving forward. But it, the, at the end of the day, they, they slow down, it gets heavier. The older you get, the heavier, the, you, now you're left with so many rotten tomatoes and you don't know what to do with them. You don't know how to deal with it. Whereas if you can start now, slowly, gradually work your way up and before you know it, you will, the opportunities only come when you clear the trash. And that's what, what I've noticed is when I was, I was so blocked up all those years with those emotions, once I was clearing them, like opportunity of public speaking or winning these awards and going on radios and delivering these workshops, only coming in because I'm doing the internal work. It starts from within. And do you teach people this or do you talk about this? Yeah, yeah. So I deliver workshops. So we, through, through Tales Inspire at the moment, I'm be delivering um, to teachers' assistants and head teachers um, in Wales and 
parents in school so we've been and and outside of it as well so I've been like I've been crafting quite a lot of workshops to do with that you know so I've had my experience now it's time to craft it so I get them in my workshop I get them in a in a bit of a space where they have this emotion okay when was the when was the last time you felt it when was the first time you felt it so they like they kind of just link it all the way back to their childhood because everything starts from your childhood right yeah. so i had like for example i had somebody who who was avoiding being in a relationship for so long and he he realized that the emotion that he that he gets triggered it goes all the way back to his first relationship first heartbreak and he was working through that. He's working through that now. He's like he's he's worked through that, and that's why I I kind of teach to to recognize where your where where the where the wound really starts, and it actually starts from your parents. And that doesn't mean that your parents are wrong; they only did the best that they could. It's now it's your job to kind of just all right. You've done your best. It's time to for me to like heal that, you know, and recognize that. Um, recognize that this is this is a journey that i need to go on in order to help people this is a journey that i need to go on how do you how do people know that it's a journey that they need to go on is there a certain thing that switches in the red it's like yeah i think for some for many people it's different you know it's it's a different journey for my my journey is this journey right for somebody else, for someone like you, it might be completely different. It might be actually this podcast, right? That yeah. you're you're helping and all the stuff that you're, you're helping people build a brand, right? Yeah. That is your journey, right? And mm. that's going to, it, it works in a perfect way because then you'll, you'll have people like me would come to you because I don't have skills in that. I have yeah. skills in this, but you have skills in it. And that's when you kind of collaborate right and so your journey would be you're still helping people build their stuff right you're still creating uh stuff out in the world and you know your purpose you know what you're doing yeah. and even if you don't you don't really need to know because life will just kind of present you little nuggets of okay you need to go down this route you need to go down this route i normally say um i'm on universe's payroll where do you want me to go universe right universe is like you want to get i'm going to take you to schools you're going to schools right okay but there's a trauma there you need to look at so i was like okay i'm going to look in that trauma and then moving forward i don't know whether i'm going to be working in schools like for for a long time but it's like i feel like the way your life is you can go in different directions have you ever met anybody that's had the same experiences as you that's been an atheist that doesn't believe in anything um, an out-of-body experience because it's like i've never heard that before that's, no, I'm not personally. What was I it? Is it an angel coming to visit you? What, what now knowing what you know? Yeah. What was that experience? It was. Well, now I'm, I'm more spiritual now, like you know, not religious but spiritual. But yeah, I think it was just an awakening. It was uh, awakening. What I really believe is when I was in that state, I really it was really made clear that your soul comes in. Would you have committed suicide before then? At some point, if that hadn't come, that awakening. Probably, probably. What I say is, if you don't suffer enough, you won't have your awakening. Yeah. So for me, I suffered. Is my suffering was enough for me to say enough is enough. My soul was, but even though consciously I'm not thinking it, but I think it was a divine kind of intervention. Intervention. Yeah, yeah, because. What I really believe is like when I was in there, like I was saying that in that state is it was really made like well known that like your soul chooses the path that it needs to go on before it gets to the physical realm. And 50% of it is your, 50% uh, of the big stuff that's supposed to happen to you to help you grow is already done, right? And the other 50% is you manifest yourself. So that's what I, I was that is what my understanding is of how it came about. So losing my dad, becoming a carer, I'm grateful for it. I'm grateful. Now, it's not something that you hear someone say, I'm grateful the way my life panned out. I'm grateful my dad died the way he died. 
my mom I'm I'm becoming a carer for my mom because those are the things were vital for me to help other people right and and they will if I didn't have those experience I would be just doing completely something else completely something else I wouldn't have the motivation to have the motivation and drive to help people you know because I've lived through it experienced through it does it all stem from by you being little, being bullied at school? I just feel like that is is that your purpose? What is your purpose? Why why are you here? I think my I don't know. I honestly right now sitting here, my I thought I knew my purpose. Um, I was like, okay, yeah, I'm gonna. But I have a, a vision that I want to be on stage, delivering workshops, doing something big, you know, and that is my vision. Yeah. Um, the purpose is like everything will just click together as I go on in my life. So I don't want to know my purpose now. I want to go at how I unravel each things because the bullying thing in year seven is, I don't, I don't think it was strong enough. It was part of my blockage to go into schools. Mm-hmm. But the, the biggest thing I think was my mom and dad, because you all, you, all your traumas go back to them. Yeah. Right. So clearing them and making peace with with that trauma is i think is really that that's that's probably the strongest strongest thing you can do um for my for my, myself personally i think it's been yeah that's been losing my dad and becoming a carer and and that anxiety and depression that that period of anxiety and depression was probably the most important point in my life um because so that's is that your worst. purpose to, to make sure that nobody else feels like that? Yeah. And to help people to understand that feeling their emotions is not a bad thing. Yeah. You know, and I feel like that's since I've been delivering these workshops and since I've been going through an understanding is like what's really coming through is emotions. Yeah. Emotions, because they are the key to success. If you can really... Uh, purge those traumas out your body if yeah. you're able to get those clear those traumas out yeah then you can achieve the life that you want but if you're yeah, also, I, let me give you yeah. my little story that happened yeah. to me recently so um it's not a bit of a running joke but the dog poos on the car park quite a lot right okay, okay? <laughs> um, and i don't clean it up i have a bit of a chance but my landlord has said to me a few times about picking it up and yeah. rightfully so yeah. Okay, but there's one time I was in the car park and he come and he came out to me quite aggressive. Mm. He said, "You need to be picking it up," and I, and I, it triggered me. I snapped at him and I went, "Don't ever talk to me like that again. Don't talk to me again." Mm. And I walked off and I, I was just I was ashamed of myself. Yeah, it's, it was like my mum or my dad were telling me off, right? And I was just like, "How can me emo- How can yeah. I let me emotion do that?" That's a, that's a trigger in you because that goes back to your mum and dad. It's like yeah. that's a rebellious yeah. uh, part of you. It's like, no, you can't tell me what to do. But in my head, I'm thinking, I pay you so much money, a thing. Why don't you month. do it? That's. <laughs> I, I was just like, how pathetic can a yeah. man be to to yeah. think like that when all he's trying to do is make a living and he's got other clients yeah. and like I'm just like, how do I get to that? Why is my head gone there? It's, it's gone there because it's just, there's trigger in it. I'm sure there's something happened in mm. you in, it's in the past or whatever. There's, there's, there's trigger there. Every time there's a trigger there, there's an exile. Yeah. Remember that every time you're angry, exile. What is that anger protecting? Yeah. Why you, why, what is that part, annoyed part of protecting? I so feel you, a bit ashamed, I think. Why? Um, I think I feel ashamed of the fact that this guy's asking me to pick shit up. Mm. And I'm like... And, and I'm not, I don't know, it's a bit of a metaphor of like me not picking up my own shit. And I'm, I'm, am I asking someone else to do it? Hmm. Maybe. I don't know. I feel like I need to do what you did and sit in it and ask myself these questions. Why did that trigger me so much? Yeah, and then you would get the answers. Why do I think that yeah. I'm entitled to pay it and I don't need to pick up my shit? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. What is that rebellious part yeah. of you? What? Why does it need... What 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 is block it? What is the block yeah, yeah, there? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. only you can answer that. It's beautiful work, isn't yeah. it? Just asking yourself them questions. Yeah, and nobody why. else wants to do that yeah. because it's like it's self awareness. Ultimately, it's self awareness, right? Yeah. Self awareness is the key when you start this work off. If you have no self awareness, you're not. I guarantee you're not going to do the work. When you when you have the awakening, right, and you're 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 sat in your bedroom 
and you keep asking yourself them two questions how long were you doing that for um for two years i was doing that but in in terms of every day i was like probably say about an hour like asking myself and then but asking them probably a couple of a couple of times and then and then the trauma would come up a memory would come up i didn't realize you how know, did you have the strength to do that how did you have the strength in Honestly, that moment to let know. those because every time yeah. like stuff comes up for me i'm just like what's happening yeah 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 it's that's what i was doing that's what i was doing for most of my life when i was gaming i was like nope not looking at it nope looking yeah. at it but after that awakening something switched in me where it was so painful but i just knew and i've had enough of the life that i was living and that was probably my why, why I'm doing it. I want there's something better. But I'll tell you, I did had like an experience of having, um, I started to see numbers, angel numbers everywhere. So 444, 1111, everything, you know, I was seeing them everywhere. And then I had an experience where it was quite um, intense, actually. I was, it was summer, I was walking um, around, um, you know, around the park and I went up to this tree for some random reason, I just went up to this tree and I touched it and I started crying for no reason. No reason. I couldn't understand it. Why am I crying touching a tree? Um, and then I came back home. I just felt the beauty because I felt like I needed to look back and I looked back and I was like, the whole world is just going past and nobody's stopping to think and look and understand and experience the beauty of the world no one is doing that and that's what what made me so sad i came back to my mom's place and um, i sat against the radiator now it's, it's summer it's in july in summer I, I felt so cold like my whole body kind of completely froze and i felt this um energy of like um presence of something around me and I, f I was completely frozen like, like an attachment like something's like attached. it was almost like angelic kind of presence right right and it just it overwhelmed me to a point i was just like sitting there unable to move and i'm crying and i'm i'm frozen it felt like i was in a fridge right that's how cold i became and and like i just felt just like the the presence and i feel like those experiences even though on the outside it may look oh, sh oh crap that's scary right on the outside but when what i felt was just love that's what i felt and that was those experiences were pushing me to keep going forward in this path because i understood that this is where this is where the journey is going to lead now either that or i go back to my my old self and live miserably right what do you want what do you want you have two choices you want to live the life of your dreams go in this direction or if you want to live the if you want to push it aside and manifest all sort of physical illnesses mental illnesses what do you want to do and i just kept moving forward in this blindly moving forward in this path and i just I when somebody just, says divine intervention that's what you've had yeah that's yeah, for me that's that what it like surmise because like. there was no way in hell <laughs> that i would have got out of that i was living in my hell i was literally so deeply in darkness suicidal didn't want to be here didn't have any support didn't feel uh, loved seen heard my mom was depressed i was living in an environment where i shouldn't really be getting out of rest of my life you know but it just happened. It just happened that I, this experience just completely changed my entire life. That one experience. What an experience, huh? <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? What do, I know. what do we do with that now? I know. What do we do with that? <laughs> but what I live by faith, though, like, you know, it's like... What okay, is that? What does that mean? Live by faith is that everything, everything that is coming at me right now, whether it's heartbreak, whether it is... Everything uh, happens for a reason. It's happening for a reason. And there is a, a bigger picture. There's some learning out of it. Oh, okay. So there might be something that I need to work on, working on it. What is what is God to you? What's what's what is your relationship with God? I don't believe God is is like a man in the sky kind of thing yeah. in a religion religious sense. But I do believe there is um 
I do believe in universe kind of law of attraction kind of energy. So it's like frequency and vibration. So yeah. whatever you put out in the world, it comes back. Yeah. Um, but for me, God is just an energy. Mm. Um, just an energy that is actually learning along with you. So if we have the, if we had a God that, that knew every single thing, then we wouldn't have a perfect universe. So we are all imperfect. So it's like, it's basically where the, you have the sun, for example, I'm just giving an example, like a human example, you have the sun and the sun has rays, right? And the sun is say, for example, is God. And where the rays, where the souls, where our souls connects back to that oneness the unity consciousness mm -hmm. we don't feel that in this realm but we feel like in other other realms yeah um but here we just here it's like a playground we come in and we play we look at look, we have we go through trauma we look, we have beautiful experiences we have all sort of emotions that we need to kind of just just maneuver through um, but once you get past that victim mentality, because that's where I was at, victim mentality that life is doing this to me, uh, this has happened now, that's happened. Once you move past that, you actually, if you allow that feeling of life is coming to me, to for me, is helping me to grow and expand. If you change that perspective, you will leave, live a lot peacefully. Um, then, you understand how unique your story is though, don't you? Yeah. A healing yourself yeah without yeah. anybody else's support yeah it's nuts <laughs> yeah isn't it yeah and you're like but then you're healing yourself you're also really connected because that's what when i had that experience what i really understood was that we're not separate but the world in this realm we feel separate we're separate. We're all connected. We're all connected. Yeah, yeah, but what's happening right now is the egos and the traumas yeah, yeah, yeah. that's like separating everybody. What's ego? What is ego? Ego is there to protect you, right? So it's in this physical realm, it's there to protect you. Yeah. So ego would start, but it doesn't want change. Yeah. It wants control. Um, and, and it's doing its part. It's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. If you're surviving out in, in, in a wild, then it's great, right? But what's happened now ego's kind of just taken over it's like control um but we want to control everything in life that's your ego wants to control but once you like let your ego quiet down you go through a dark night of the soul in 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 between and that's where the ego dies not dies but it just quiets down i said all right then but your faith kind of your soul essence kind of comes into play it's like okay i got the driver's seat now and we're just gonna move and flow whereas before ego be like i'm not flowing i want to control i want to control this person situation scenario but when ego is quiet your your soul is just navigating you through whatever you need to navigate through and you live by trust and faith that everything that you will ever go through will be for your benefit so your darkest times are the biggest, biggest, biggest like achievement, I would say. It's like a it's like a celebration. You should celebrate being in darkest times because it's what's really preparing you to become the best version of yourself. It's quiet now. <laughs> I just don't know what to fucking do with that. I'm just like I've never met anybody who's been through that experience that you've been through. Really, it's insane. Yeah, a, a proper divine intervention, and then not that you've gone seeking help or like, how do I do this? You've sat in your fucking room asking yourself questions yeah. and letting yourself cry. It's like who does that? Yeah, nobody <laughs> I do. does that. Nobody <laughs> and that's does what it. I want to teach people. It's beautiful. Like, it's beautiful. Good. People should do it. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm doing a lot more of that myself. Just you know, the trigger. I'll go right, okay, I'll deal with it now, but I'll go home and I'll sit in stillness and I'll, mm. in a meditation, I'll ask myself that, but I'll verbalise it. Yeah. Why did that trigger you? Why were you feeling like that? Yeah, it's really, it is really hard. Yeah. It really is hard because pain is, emotional pain, we're not trained to deal with it. Yeah. Our parents don't teach us that. Yeah. Our uh, system doesn't teach us that. Yeah. So what we do is we numb the pain as, as much as we can by working and, socializing partying and all of that and then like i said those rotten tomatoes get bigger and bigger and bigger and manifest into your physical illnesses why do you think so many 
physical illnesses are a peak state right now yeah. you know um it's it's all emotional emotionally and trauma it's like you clear that you clear that out of your system you feel amazing you feel energized um but it is i can understand why it's really painful because i've been through that i didn't want to look at it until i was finally like i looked at it but yeah it's it's a trigger for people to it's a trick whenever i talk about this there is a bit of a trigger for people to like well that's a bit too extreme yeah right it's too extreme but the way i see it is i was you always going to be ex- too extreme to the end right so majority of our society is extreme numbing right yeah. so then there is there's there's other people like me. i've met people like me who are doing that work now like after seven years of this journey on my own i've finally met people my tribe was actually doing this active work on them so. do you class yourself as a light worker what do you class yeah, yourself as yeah yeah probably light worker starseed kind of category um but i don't really like labels yeah. i really don't really really like labels um i think i i just feel like i'm just here doing whatever i need to do um and my my message is probably is always going to be to feel it to heal it F- always feel it to heal it don't have to just <laughs> like oh, get out <laughs> Not dealing with that shit. <laughs> yeah, I well, you know, I get it. Just thing. watching films, like you know, it just like comes up, you get triggered from a film, and you just I like, know. Oh, oh. So why is that oh, triggering oh, me? Okay. It's like, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm all right. Stop this, stop this bit. Waste that wine. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's uh, yeah, it's. I think it's the greatest work that you, greatest gift that yeah. you can give yourself. Yeah. I think I always said the first layer, peeling the first layer off. Yeah. is the hardest. So when you actually start sitting yeah. with it that is so painful yeah. and I can just understand why people like run the other way. But, but people need it... help don't they to do it. It's like that's yeah. what I'm saying it's so you need you being yeah. able to sit there for yeah. years doing that. But yeah. other people need that guidance don't they and not attacking everything at once and just doing little bits. Yeah. And... Yeah. It's probably maybe why like there are other people like me as well who 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 are able to sit with it right there are um, yeah. people in our tribe who, who are consciously doing this work maybe that is what we need to teach out in the world this is why our workshops are important for people to um, guide them and hold space for them you know while they're going through it but not to the extreme that we've done it yeah um because it's hard it's it is hard. extreme that yeah it is it gets i love the, the feel it's healing that's beautiful yeah yeah so really it's like nice. it's like um i do believe that there's um in order to find a balance because everybody's trying to look for a balance in life but in order to find that balance you have to swing both ways yeah you have to swing extremes in both ends extreme to light or extreme to darkness or extreme to feel whatever it is and what it will eventually do through your own experience it will slowly 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 come back balance into balance right. so you'll know the balance yeah you know what it is but you have to go through the extremes you know it's if you're if you're on one end of the spectrum and you're like um you're triggered the fact that oh i shouldn't be here i should be balanced no you should be here you need to experience that whether yeah. it's for a year or two you need to experience that because in order to find balance you need to, you need to be in both ends experience both ends what what's your thoughts on people using psychedelics to get to that point um okay my thoughts on that is i th- I think everybody's on a different journey but I yeah. feel like I don't take any. Yeah. Right? Purely because I feel like um I don't want to bypass anything, right? So what if at this point of my life, maybe 10 years down the line I might be like I'm going to ayahuasca, then I'll be ready for it. But at this moment, if I take ayahuasca now when I'm not ready for it. Yeah. Then it's it could easily be beyond extreme. right yeah. so um my personal take on it is like only take any sort of psychedelics or any like if anything that you want to take it's take where you need to assess where you're at in your journey you don't want to do too much 
yeah. all at once trying to experience because then you don't want to be left with a whole lot of shadows that you don't know how to traumatize you again yeah you, you don't yeah yeah you have to there's a fine line yeah, yeah. so it's like you have to really work with somebody who's a professional yeah. at this right who's who really can hold space for you yeah, with yeah, that yeah. trauma not just the fun of it yeah i'm just gonna go and go on ayahuasca because my friends are doing it yeah it's it's really get to know There's why. There's a big trend yeah. of people doing it, and it, it yeah. scares me a little bit because yeah. um, I got presented ayahuasca, uh, but very luckily I got um, presented mushrooms, mm. and I, I went down mushroom route. And it was a lot lighter, and what's in it was mm. a nice experience. Yeah, um, but I feel like I can get to that in my own breath work and, and meditation yeah. now. I mean, like, it's not a bad thing because it's yeah. like, you know, we've known the benefits. It's like really looks into your stuff and you it really presents you, gives you a new pair of eyes to see, right? But yeah. you have to be ready for it. And I guess like what they say is that ayahuasca will call you when you're ready for it. So you're ready for it. Um, but that's just my, my personal take yeah. on it really at the moment. I don't know, five years down the line, I'm like, yep, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have mushrooms. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna do this, but... I'm having such success just feeling my emotions and yeah. moving past the trauma myself. I don't feel I need it because it's like I don't even need that high because my energy is really high anyway. Like I don't drink, I don't smoke. I've never drank and smoked in my entire life. And I end up in, in, a, in a club uh, full of people and they need the drink to kick in. Whereas I'm already drinking water and I'm just dancing for hours and hours and hours, right? So... I don't need that because life is, I want to live it consciously, like in the moment, like in the present moment, I want to live it consciously as much as possible, even through the pain, even through the light, right? I want to live consciously and I don't want anything outside of me to change, alter that thought. The only way I can do that is by myself in the journey that I'm on, right? Feel it, feel it. Yeah. How, yeah, you blow my mind, dude. It's amazing. Um, so, how can people get in touch with you if they if they want to work with you? How can they get in touch with you? Yeah, so they can get in touch with me on Instagram. So I have uh, Instagram Madia Sosan One. Um, I also have a podcast. It's called Soul Awakenings with Madia Sosan. So I started that off in pandemic uh, to help people navigate through their spiritual awakening. So I get all sort of different. Uh, people coming in like Bob Dole from The Secret, he came on, and um, uh, Rachel Alno from Dragon's Den, she came on. All sort of practitioners talking about trauma. Um, so it's like basically a platform that people can come to when they're, if they're going through their spiritual awakening, you know, so, so they're not alone. They know that when you awaken to your true self, it's, it's, it's scary. It's scary because... The life that you know is no longer the life you know. It's like unplugging from the matrix. So you have also this different people come in my podcast and they just um, share their stuff. So it's all awakenings with Madia Sosan. I'm gonna start listening to it now. Yeah, do it. Amazing. I might get you on it as well. Share your stuff. I'm there. I'm there. I'm there. <laughs> Thank you so Sorry, much, mate, for your time. You. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Goodbye. <laughs> You're ready with the best in water, what, what, you're ready with the best in water, what, what, you're ready with the best.